Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we're joined by the great Dana Gould. I'm not going to lie to you, I do not remember a single thing that we talked about, but I remember laughing a lot. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A cold, rainy day here in Los Angeles. I feel ready to podcast. Yeah, it's podcasting weather. It is. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, it's like a sheet of gray. Outside of the window. Yeah. This will maybe be folksier than our normal podcast. Do you think so? Well, since Garrison Keillor announced that he's retiring, I don't see how it could not be folksier. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, someone's got someone's to pick up that... Someone's got to close that folksiness gap that's going to be left in America's cultural landscape. Well, let's introduce our guest, shall we? Sure. Maybe he can help us. Ladies and gentlemen, a pie cooling on a windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know him. You know him. <laughs> it talks though. He's really funny. Uh, celebrity uh, uh, stand-up comic. You know him as a longtime writer and producer on The Simpsons, among other television programs. Uh, Dana Gould. Hello. Hello, Dana. How are you? It's a cold, wet day here in Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> No. And that yeah. was me being the audience yeah. at a very oh, home oh, companion. Right, right, yeah, Neutron-powered yeah. NPR <laughs> fake laugh. <laughs> ah! Ah! It is just a shriek at some point, isn't it? In the, in the... I was in my memory of him, my, the best memory I ever have of Garrison Keillor, I was, I was at the Aspen Comedy Festival. <laughs> okay. Which and, he created. Which And we were, yeah. And we're walking around and it's cold and there are these people, young people with... Like backpacks full of hot cocoa, they would give you one because it was it's a sponsor. Sure. Was it like sponsored by? Yeah, it was. It was like the Nestle's gave four thousand dollars. It was sponsored by the richness of Aspen, yeah, Colorado. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's just what they spent place their tax that's, dollars place on. Yawning for comedy. Br- brought to you by excess. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Exactly. By by. <laughs> Fattened calves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I broke my cross-country skis, so I had to go down to City Hall to get issued some new ones. <laughs> right, sure. And we're walking around, and it's snowing, and these guys are making hot chocolate. And I just, I go, how's it going? He goes, it's great. It's great. Has everybody been nice? Because yeah, everybody's been super great, except, uh, who's that guy's name, Cheryl? Garrison Keeler. Yeah, that guy was a jerk, man. <laughs> Wow, he's uh, yeah. he's pissing off the hot cocoa brand he's, uh, ambassador. He's seven seven feet of angst. Yeah, <laughs> national public angst. But I in, in a lot his... of that is what I call comedy adjacent. It's just <laughs> right. as all the ingredients of a joke, but it's not funny. It's like sure. if I showed up here with a bowl of flour and a raw egg in it and said, "I made you a cake." <laughs> right? <laughs> no, the the ingredients of a cake are present, but it's not cake. But you haven't yet. done anything. To yeah, it. you've not done it yet. You need to. Yeah, it happens a lot. But in not in his defense, but I mean, I guess I can understand that if you there's... say something in his defense, and I'll say something in his offense. Great, <laughs> and I'll. Stay out of it. <laughs> um, I bet if there's someone... I'll have learned my lesson. <laughs> if there's any media personality that has a strong opinion about hot cocoa quality, it's probably Garrison yeah. Keillor. And I bet, right. you know, some some teen rocketing it out of a cheesy backpack, <laughs> I bet he's like, that offends him to his core. I think he probably has a temperature.
sure that he likes it adding. Yeah. Milk to chocolate ratio. This guy this guy knows cocoa, I would Watching assume. you young hipsters fly to the defense of Garrison Keeler for me is <laughs> heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, I would like to point or, out. Or just a, a small chance. This is Danny Gould speaking and no one else. Okay. He's just a douche. <laughs> That's probably it. Could be. Probably it. I don't have any opinion on that. I'm the sure you don't. That's why I understand how that is. I'm in that oh, position right. you have often. To stay. Sure. I'm in that position often. Um, yeah, and he's got that great NPR back of the throat. Just here we are. <sighs> A tomato sandwich and spongy white bread. <laughs> Lutherans did something. <laughs> And then everything has syrup on it. (laughs) And then the audience just shrieks. Yes, I I enjoy. uh, I enjoy NPR, and I think it'll be better now that they uh, they've cut the funding. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yes, it can only help. We're finally going after the real enemy. You know, it's funny. In the midst of all the the earthquake in Japan and the war, and is now broken out in Libya, and all of the the chaos that just assaults you when you listen to the news. Sometimes I turn into marketplace because it's nice to just listen into. Greedy pigs who care only about money. You know, <laughs> right. just that's soothing for like, there's still this. Yeah. There's still this. Just checking in. Yeah, just checking in. <laughs> checking in with Kai. With why we're great. Yeah. Uh, Kai Rizdahl, host of Marketplace, a former Navy SEAL. Really? Wow. Yeah. He wow. Learned, that's why he has naval, Navy SEAL level glibness. Exactly. Those guys can do anything. He's perfected vacant glibness <laughs> well, to, um, to a can kill a man with one hand level. Yeah. yeah and have you met, is he just like coiled? I've never. I've, <laughs> Ready to strike actually, all he, Does he look like a stick man made of rattlesnakes? I've never <laughs> met him before. I, I can only imagine though, because, and I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I think Marketplace is a good show and he's yeah. a good host for that show. It's just but all money all the time. I yeah. just can't. It, I just marvel at the intensity of marketplaceiness that yeah. Kai Rizdal and Kai Rizdal, not the original host of Marketplace, he's like the fourth host of Marketplace. He's, but it's they've just, it's like they had this stream of marketplaceiness. Yes, when they created Marketplace, and I've done stuff on Marketplace. I and mean, they, I'm, I'm they keep I'm putting dirty a in smaller <laughs> and smaller nozzle on it with each yes. successful host to the point where successive host, so to the point where Kai Rizdal is just. Blasting all the protesters off of the road. Right. And it's also getting to the point like, only half the sun came up this morning and giant tentacles have reached up through the Earth's surface. How's that going to affect the NASDAQ? Let's do the numbers. <laughs> right. Yeah. At a certain point, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And it's they, a, they play their jazzy theme. It's, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> as as some, you, you brought up comedy adjacency. I'm impressed, frankly, as a person who works in public radio, at the number of people in public radio who see not a Prairie Home Companion. Because I think the humor on a Prairie Home Companion, I I won't say anything about my personal position on it, but I think it's not for everyone, it's fair to say. Can you swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay, here's one thing that's never been uttered. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Guy fucking noir, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but uh but marketplace i don't think it's it's intended even it's even intended to be funny like clearly no, garrison keeler is is intending to do 
a humorous program. No, I actually with find much it, of his show. I never heard it. Kevin Meany turned me on to the American Home Compa- uh, American Prairie, Prairie Home, Home Companion. Companion. American Home Companion. That's where I get my survivalist gear. Right, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where I get my so get po- your canned goods. My and your... poison, my poison rats that I will release. <laughs> right. um, no, uh, Kevin Meany is a giant crazy fan of uh, of Prairie Home Companion, and he turned me on to it. And it is like it's like a Stephen King book on tape. It's soothing. I'm from <laughs> yeah. a small town. It's 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 fun. I I do. Listen to it, but when, when you know, like that he he lives in Manhattan and he's a giant go getter, and then he like, jets into St. Paul and does it. And my friend was on that show for a long time. My fr- uh, uh, Alice Platon, the uh, actress, is in his uh, retinue. She's, here's here's she's the a thing. delight, Alice Platon. Your your Prairie Home Companion. This is intended as a humorous entertainment program. A, a, pi- I, a piffle uh, marketplace. <laughs> trifle? Marketplace a trifle, a is intended. Yeah. Marketplace is intended as an informational program, which it does a great job of. But Marketplace to me is like. But there are people in this. I remember sitting in a group of uh, young, and I don't. This isn't an age thing. These were these were like early twenty somethings, young public radio employees discussing public radio shows, and they were telling me how hilarious Marketplace is. (laughs) And I thought, mm. I don't even think that's supposed to be hilarious, is it? <laughs> yeah. Like to me, marketplace is like the canned cake frosting report. It's so <laughs> freaking specific. And there's other aspects of money that you can talk about. Well, it's a good uses of it. <laughs> right. I think we can all agree. Fun stuff to buy. Though we have different opinions about public radio. I think we could probably all rally behind the fact that Krista Tippett, host of Speaking of Faith, is super fuckable. <laughs> sure. <laughs> have you seen a picture of her, Dana? No, I've, I've yet to, but She's I hot. certainly will tonight. Yes. The wife's out of town. and Oh. I've talked before. I'm going to Google Krista Tippett and Yahoo myself. <laughs> I've talked before about how impressively good-looking Diane Rehm is on this show, right? I think you have. I yes. heard that she... You told me this. Yeah, Diane, Diane Rehm is a very beautiful woman. Or was I mean, a very beautiful woman. She, I mean, she's, like, she's, she's older. She isn't as old, though, as she sounds on the air. She I has want a, you she to had a con, She had over. a condition. <laughs> she had a condition. She had a condition, lost her voice for some time, and then had to get it back. And when she got yes. it back, it was somewhat tremulous. Yes, that's... Um, that's Putting it sweetly. Yes. Um, but she, she sounds like she has one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. I, <laughs> I presume that she's in her 60s. I don't know how old still, she is. You can but still be hot she, in her 60s. Uh, but a very, a very pretty lady. Diana Rigg from The Avengers is uh-huh. probably now in her, I'm going to guess, mid to late 60s. Uh-huh. But based on who she, what she was in 1966, you'd almost have to just go for it. Yeah, you sure. know, if it came down to if it, if, if the offer was there, you're just like, I gotta. Would I, she I still have, have the outfit? Is the outfit come into play? Or yes, but I think the outfit. Lady but I think coat? the outfit now would operate as some sort of super spanks. Where she could still <laughs> sure, get in yeah. the. She could still get in the leather cat suit, but then seventy five pounds of her would be flopping out the top because sure. it didn't fit. We're talking about the British television program, The Avengers. If, if yes. anyone is perplexed as to why we're so attracted didn't, uh, to, yeah. didn't Uma Thurman play her in the? Wasn't there? A movie? Yeah, I yeah, believe Uma Thurman did. They can't do it. It's like, play, who played John Lennon in that movie? I don't care. They weren't as charismatic as he was. <laughs> sure. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Dana Gould. But I was, was friends with... Uh, oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was friends with a former, uh, a former, I guess you would say, uh, sex... What, do you, what do they call Sex them? kitten? Pot? Sex kitten, kind of. Sex and, pot. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, never came up. 
But uh, I, I've told the story many. I was friends with Vampira. Oh, from funny. Plan Nine from yeah, Outer yeah. Space. Uh, we were very close, but uh, even she though had you a little t- public radio documentary about her that they yes, played yes. around Halloween, I was. Uh, I believe I'm interviewed in that. Um, I think Ray you Green too. did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we were very. We were. It's funny. It's a very quick story, and I won't belabor the point. No, no. Um, I interviewed her for a documentary I was making on horror movie hosts, which I still insist is the only job I'm actually qualified to do. <laughs> And uh, we uh, became. Let's friend- be clear: not making a documentary about horror movie hosting. <laughs> no. You're unqualified it's for the, that. It's like I wanted but to. You want to be? Right. You want to put on a cape and go on local television? I do. I even have the. Ca- no, I have it ready. I have it oh, ready. Wow. To, if anybody's out there, I'm ready to go. I okay. like the idea that you have just like a thing you run through. And at the at the beginning of the corridor, your stand up comedian Dana right. Gold. By the time you make it to the like, sort of like how firemen go down yes, the pole yeah, into like their Batman, pants like Adam West or turning into Batman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's how it goes. Uh, no, I'm ready to go. If do anybody you like, out there. by the way, that I seem to have watched the Batman show, seen uh, Adam West turn into Batman going down the pole, and then presume that's how firemen do it. <laughs> that's somehow the the outfit gets yeah. on between the time they disappear and then the time yeah. they reappear. Ma, I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen no firemen get dressed. <laughs> it's it is, all supposition. It is. <laughs> It is amazing how funny Batman is when you when you, you the shows they've got to come out on DVD they're unbelievable. Yeah. The Batman television program from the 1960s. With Adam West, yes. And I believe Michael Goff who played is Alfred Is that not on DVD? Not yet. There's a lot of legal humma humma oh, about that it. That seems crazy. The movie that they made is on DVD and and uh it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it hilarious. seems like it seems like between the TV show and the movie at least kind of how I remember it. I, I did see the movie kind of semi-recently and was was pretty floored by how funny it was. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, it seems like maybe they are like, hey, guys, let's just go for it. They knew. Oh, they knew. Every, they knew. We, I actually have met Adam West, which is not yeah. hard. He's all he's, – <laughs> uh, he's everywhere. Uh, and uh, he – you know, they got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would, the you point still, I was, would you still – would you consider him fuckable? Unfuckable. Well, that's exactly where I was going. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adam West profoundly fuckable still. <laughs> yeah. He's a we, that commanding voice, and he's he knows who Odd he is. Yeah. yeah, we were talking to him. Uh, we were talking to him, and uh, he was like, "I have to get back to Idaho. I heard we just got six inches of fresh powder." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that. Speaking of fucking and other men, <laughs> speaking of sure. fucking, uh, that by the way could you, fit into any conversation at three minute intervals and many of, surprisingly many episodes of a prairie home companion yes <laughs> yes and it was a it was a big hit on uh, on am radio for a long time um what speaking of si- fucking speaking of right um was the 60s batman the product of gay men's sensibilities like was the writing because it seems like such a kind of campy exercise in i don't gayness. know i <laughs> what isn't right um i find that about papillon I don't know um, what Papillon. Oh, is. Papillon, the movie about the uh, French Steve prison McQueen? colony. Oh, yeah, it's a that's a frothy, yeah. frothy gay romp if you watch <laughs> it through the right lens. Sure, it's a it's a madcap. Most adventure. of the froth is made of uh, uh, starving, <laughs> torture, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and leper excrement. Yeah, but if you see if you see what they're really saying, mm-hmm. it's like when you watch what was the show that I was trying to describe to people. Um, True Blood, if you watch it closely, has a subtext of heterosexuality that I find fascinating. <laughs> right. <laughs> Beneath the layers and layers. Beneath the layers and layers. Of the, yeah, the wedding. 
the, yeah, the, 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 the wedding cake-like layers there's of a, homophoria. A molten <laughs> nugget. Hot Tootsie Roll center oh, of heterosexuality. Yeah, sure. um, Dana Gould, our guest, will be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, my God, this has been the show? It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the great Dana Gould. I was gonna, I was gonna give a grand flourish, like introduce yourself, flourish, but uh, you were looking at my bookshelf. You were all, lo- you were yep. all deeply I'm, engaged I'm, I'm in my bookshelf. I'm fascinated by people's books. Uh, Can't think of what I'm gonna steal. Someone came <laughs> in here the other day and said, "You've probably read all these, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Many of them. Was yeah. it your jock friend Moose? Yeah. yeah. Who keeps you safe from all the bullies? Boy, I could never poop this much. But you can read in other situations. What? I wish I had a friend named Moose. That would yeah. be so fun. Sure. Wouldn't it be great to have a friend named Moose? No, you help him with his homework. He fends off the bullies. It's oh, like, yeah. Your bodyguard Moose. It's the classic jock nerd friendship. You know, this is something interesting. Exci- from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I'm excited to have Dana Gould here. And Revenge it's of the not nerds too when he started protecting them. Sorry, <laughs> it's the first one he was in attack because of because of how much I protect nerds. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I know I can rely on you because you're yeah. a huge mass of a man. <laughs> yeah, look yeah. at me. <laughs> um, you could take down if Garrison Keillor heard Garrison about the Keillor, first segment yeah. of this show, oh, came down here. Two rocks would, in my sock. <laughs> Well, you would grab him Two by rocks the in my suspenders, sock, pull them back, and when you snapped them, you would, oh. he would launch through the wall, yeah. leaving a, a Wiley Coyote esque right. wall cutout of wholesome Garrison Keeler, <laughs> dude. Right. But Jordan, I feel like we have such a long history with Dana Gould. Well, yeah, and and uh, it's kind of nice from time to time somebody will come on the podcast who I, you know, maybe semi met in my professional life. And yeah, like, like Denzel Washington, like who's Denzel been on Washington, this show a bunch of times. Well, we met, we met Dana. The first time we, we ever met Dana New was it was in New Year's yeah, in, one of in like 2002 or something like that, yeah, when yeah. we were still in college. And, it was uh, in San Francisco. It was in San Francisco. With Patton Oswalt. Yeah, and Patton Oswalt sent us an email. That's when we first met past, uh, uh, past guest uh, Bucky Sinister as well. Sure. Right. Um, and a guy from Modern Drunkard Magazine, who, as I recall, was drunk. <laughs> yes, and I believe uh, Dave Eggers was at that yeah, Dave dinner. Eggers was there with his uh, charming wife, charming. Venda LaVita. And, right. um, I, and was, I was there with my charming wife, your Gary wife. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that it was weird that your wife, Sue, given her status in Hollywood, was not a weird jerk. Uh, was no. a very nice lady. She's a very nice lady. I was like, man, this is a, she, at the time she was an agent. I was like, yes. wow, it's weird that she's an agent. Yeah, she seems like a human being. She gets that a lot. Um, You're not an asshole at all. <laughs> and that was, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that that was one of the highlights of our life, but it probably was. Uh, I mean, yeah. at that at that point, I mean, yeah, no, that was that was like we were like 21. Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty intense. That's cool. It was pretty intense. That's cool for us. But you, Jordan, you, I feel like had other Dana Gould stuff in between then and like five years or so later. When Jordan we were... could have played. Jordan could play me in the young Dana Gould story. Yeah, you right. know, I'm, I'm looking sure. at it. That's actually true. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to you know take a hot iron to that hair. Yeah, but there's a photo of me that somebody just posted on my Facebook wall. A photo of me from the San Francisco comedy competition in 1986 and if you had shittier teeth 
Yeah. You could be me. I can, I'll do that. I'll fuck up my teeth. My teeth originally. That's before how much I, got I care about this project. I've got a brick yeah. in this that drawer. I just no, they just it was just like an um, before I I got them fixed. It was just like mule esque. Yeah, sure. My smile looked like the skyline of Dresden the morning after the bombing. <laughs> um, Which, by the way. Catnip to the ladies, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, along with that, if, along with that clever reference. I exactly. Mean, yeah. that's, like, that's what we call a panty dropper. <laughs> uh, that combined, nothing um, says romance like fire bombing. <laughs> but is it, it hot in, in here? my pants? I don't know. Is it hot in here? Or are we trying to flush out Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I <laughs> And other poems. But we had a sort of interaction that maybe you don't remember and I still kind of feel bad about, so I maybe want to take this time to okay. apologize. Or should, who's apologizing, you or me? I am, no, I, right. I'm, I'm apolog- I still feel shitty about okay, it. Okay, let's talk about it. He uh, used to be your babysitter and <laughs> yes. he was having an affair until, with your yeah, wife. Until yes. we moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I was an intern on the Fox lot, uh, yes. uh, between years in college when you were writing for the Simpsons right. and something that they- we met, huh? I met you on the Fox I lot. I think we did. Yeah. Yes. And you were at the time, Jordan, I think you were working on, uh, you were working in the world of Fox reality television when it was at its, when it was yeah. at its absolute lowest ebb. I was in the development office kind of around the time when like Monica Lewinsky was hosting. Right. Yeah. It was like dating shows right. about- Celebrity boxing was on at the yeah, time, sure. I believe. High stakes, high stakes marriage shows. Yeah. yeah. Mystery diarrhea bag was a, <laughs> yeah. a show going around at that right, time. Sure, hosted by Tanya Harding. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, One of these is delicious Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> One is diseased shit. <laughs> who, who will be right yeah. and who will take a crowbar to the knees? Right. <laughs> Six celebrities with clothespins on their nose. Right. Um, well, anyways, I just, I, uh, something they told us to do, there was like this Fox directory and, uh-huh. um, and they just told us to, they're like, when you have downtime, thumb through the directory, find people who you, you know, admire, whose work you would kind of, whose position you would like to be in, give them a call. They're usually good about talking to interns. And I think I, I gave you a call at the, at the height of the like Simpsons crazy season, mm-hmm. and I asked. Let's, let's be clear. At first, you called all five of the party of five. <laughs> yes, yes, but none of them were answering their phones. No. Um, yes, the, they every, were too busy planning their futures. This, every ancillary I character. I can feel this from, story winding around to where I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. This is I'm an asshole because I feel like, and I asked, and they asked me like, "Oh, so did you did you call Dana?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, but I, I called." And I totally remember you had a weird voice message that said, um, "If you're calling to bitch about Fox News, this isn't the number." Yes, because you get for, a lot of weird. Uh, yeah, my number. If you called like one information in like Florida or something. It gave them my office number, mm-hmm. and oh, I would come, wow. and I would get like hours of voicemails. First of all, I I do not like you referring to him as Mister Bush. It is <laughs> this is people upset about Fox News' treatment of George enough. Bush. Yeah, no, it's it's like no, you can call him President once, and then in subsequent sentences and in a paragraph, it's Mister. That's grammatically correct. <laughs> Why do you call him Mister? Yeah, it's, and it's this like, is not Bush. surprising to me because we have recently been uh, Julia, the producer of The Sound of Young America, and myself have recently been um, calling calling shows. 
uh, calling to public publicity departments at, at networks on lots uh, to try and book guests for the Sound of Young America. And it is you just call up and you just get the Dell service center. Right. And they're just like, what would you like? And it is a clusterfuck. You yeah, just you get can't do it completely. At one point we called uh, and we're looking for um, the publicity department because we wanted to talk to somebody about parks and recreation. Right. And they transferred us literally to a parking attendant. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea. <laughs> they actually transferred Who us to a parking attendant. Who do you want to get on parking attendant. and rec though? And the parking, I work there, I can hook you up. The parking attendant, the parking attendant, Dana, knew about this issue <laughs> and gave Julia his direct line and said, look, I've got the directory here, so just call me oh, and I'll nice. transfer you to whoever oh. you need to talk to. I did get it once, uh, literally like one time I did like, I picked up the phone and it was somebody complaining and I pretended to be on the news. And I was like, well, you know, the official policy of Fox News is that only dumb people watch the news. Right. <laughs> like people. Yeah, yeah. And the president does all his speeches from a secret base on the moon. Yeah, exactly. So you would call Dana? Yeah, so I called, and my the position of my internship coordinator was, and she's this like super Hollywood go-getter lady who was really nice to me, but by all accounts, like a fucking ass, a fucking right. Hollywood ass. Just another yeah. climbing intern coordinator. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> but Hurst is like. Just Bloodthirsty. Keep, <laughs> just keep calling. Just keep calling. And I think I got you a few times, and you were super nice about saying, like, yeah, you know, I would love to do something like that. This is the height of our busy season in the most polite way possible. Oh, that's nice. But I feel like I was being baited you from weren't. my end you were to just fine. keep calling. And I always feel like – I always feel bad about doing it, but also, like, maybe it's this – this, well, like, Hollywood Jordan, lesson it, that I've never been I able could, to grasp. If like, I could interject here, I did visit Dana at his current office, and I noticed your picture on the dartboard. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, and and you, the only reason you got onto the lot was because your photo is not posted in the guard booth. Mm. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's funny. I do a bit in my act now that I, I used to do for a long time, then I brought it back. And it, it's, it's based on the theory that – and I'll tell you why I'm saying this um, – when you when you do a joke about retarded people, <laughs> that you know it's wrong, and and because it's wrong, there's a sort of tongue in the tongue in the tooth that hurts. I have to do it. I sure. have to do. It. Um, and then there's also the in the back of your mind, there's that people are afraid. Like, and I I might become retarded. Sure, you know, there's always that. <laughs> like, Don't make fun of someone in a wheelchair. You might. Monday you'll be the, in one. The, the, the black like me. Right, black uh, like me, right. So you were worried that you were going to become an but, intern? But the whole, yeah, <laughs> well, no, the, the whole point is that you'll never become retarded. Sure. Like, no, you can make fun of retarded people all day long, and you'll never wake up going, bye, I'm going to work. Oh, no. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on and on and on. It gets a giant, giant laugh. And then I say, and this is based in truth. This is all true story. Look, a friend of mine said, you dress it up, but you're just making fun of retarded people. <laughs> I mean, without the impression, that doesn't work. And he was right. And uh, so I stopped doing it, even though I just did it. And it's an amazing, amazing It joke. is really <laughs> funny. But, and Jordan then, and I, I remember having discussed. Okay, I'm, sh- I'm going to come out and just say, I remember in college, me and Jordan right, talking yeah, about like, how great that joke is. We would just like, do it for each other in the dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's one, of those th- it's one of those things. And we then I added... Very sad college experience. <laughs> I added the story that's true. Out of guilt, I donated $1,000 to Special Olympics <laughs> when I stopped doing that joke. Yeah. And that resulted in me going into like the super donor ring of the Special Olympics. Oh, sure. So literally every 
two days, I get mail from <laughs> retarded people asking me for money. In, in postage alone, they've spent $7,000 <laughs> trying to get me to spend another $1,000. That's just retarded. But, but they're retarded. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like, they need some, but literally, I, I've been doing that lately, and a woman like on my Facebook page or my blog page or something is like, I bet you didn't donate any money. You're too busy making fun of people who are defenseless. And it's just this hate-filled diatribe. And I have to go, yes, I am. <laughs> but I can't deny the joke. <laughs> There's no... It's indefensible. There's a beautiful song inside me, and I must sing yeah, it. It's, it's, it's indefensible, but that laugh... And I see... Like, I see... Uh, somebody with a uh, with a, uh, a, a mental handy, I could I can cry sometimes. I just the the the, the sweet tragedy of the oblivious. I so are you I'm saying not that a, Jordan is developmentally disabled? Is that what I'm saying? Is Jordan? Story? How would you like to win a gold medal? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. What I'm saying is sometimes with things like I like you feel bad about. This. There's no reason to feel bad about that. But like I feel bad about this thing, but I keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. I know it's wrong. Well, here's the thing: keep doing it. What it what it what it opens up in my mind and heart is something that we talked about in a minute ago, which is I remember the reason I remember meeting your wife Sue so distinctly is because I was she's retarded. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's such a fucking retard. Uh, is because I remember being so struck at how nice of a decent person she was, given her status as an agent for uh, Hollywood celebrities. Right, yeah. And I've since met many people in similar positions who were like what Jordan just described, whether or not they're nice. Right. They, some of them are good people and some of them are not, but they all have this quality, this ter- this quality that terrifies me. Yes, that I don't know what to do with. I, yeah, well, my wife is much more successful than I am in the business. Yeah, well, she's and, success more successful than almost anyone. Yeah, now, yeah, um, and uh, she works. She has a very uh, high position at HBO for people who don't know, um, and. But I'm and I feel kind of like she's the president of show business. That she's yeah. the president of show business, and I'm just kind of like she's only got two more years left in her term yeah. now. I'm, she's the one making all these movies about men in suits who get fractured realities. <laughs> yeah, no, she. I love those. No, no, no. She thought of Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She, okay. but I'll and tell you that what, was enough. I'll tell you what she did do, hmm. and you can thank her for it. And it's coming out, and you're gonna idolize her. Is Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking at a Game of Thrones billboard on the that way is, over. That is 100% Sue Nagel saying, nope, this is great. We got to do it. Oh, that's great. And it's fantastic. Oh, it's I'm fantastic. excited about that. And, uh, but it's going to have some orcs in there probably. There's some, there's some, there's some dragon eggs. There's oh, some yeah. Stuff. Hey. There's uh, some it. cod pieces. There's a healthy cod piece budget. Sure. Oh, excellent. But, but I, but I, you got to get the good stuff. <laughs> I don't Doesn't care have about the gratuitous what, yeah. TNA of the Spartacus series. <laughs> it's not like a man TNA. It, yeah. it, with cod pieces, it's not like a spaghetti strap top where you can just go to Forever Twenty One. You gotta get the good one. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But what, but she like my wife is really good at like getting into a situation and winning. Uh-huh. And, and I'm just like, what's going on <laughs> in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> are, you, are you are you waiting for notes from the studio? 
Yeah, I guess I'll call. <laughs> What'd you do? I worked on this thing I might make myself for there's five this, minutes and try to this, get it on Funny or Die. There's yeah. this quality that uh, there's this quality of okay, here we go. That yeah. I I feel like I have built my whole life, and like I don't I don't feel like an unsuccessful person. I f- I feel great about the life that I've built, but I have to say that what has shaped every decision I've made has been trying to put myself in a position where I don't have to risk anything. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, or do anything unpleasant. To make the band analogy, like, if we were bands, my wife would be you too. Uh-huh. Like, she just knows how to go to the top and stay at the top. And I'm like, the replacements. Uh, how do sure. we prevent this from getting too successful? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of internal fighting. Yeah. Alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, 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 and I, I can I be the same. can I be more stay in the time? You can be more stay in the time. Thank and you. you. are vanity. Yes. without the six. No, <laughs> or who, was it, the mo- who was it in the movie? Apollonia. Apollonia. Oh man. Oh man. It's a beautiful Apollonia. woman. I remember uh, the day. I, I think, like you, I I remember exactly where I was when I realized that Wendy and Lisa were gay. Oh, you know what? Can I don't I say, know what any of this is. Can I way. say one thing about Wendy and Lisa? They're uh, members of Prince's band, Prince's okay. best band. Sure. Um, the Revolution. The Revolution, and also significant creative contributors to the extent that anyone was to Prince. They were yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. talented. And have, a, and, have a, and have a good career now yes. uh, doing soundtracks. I, um, I have a friend who, uh, who works with them as a publicist. And she said, would you be interested in interviewing Wendy and Lisa? And I said, yeah, of course. I would love to interview Wendy and Lisa because they have a reputation. They have a, this great career doing soundtracks. Right. <laughs> um, they've done a bunch of – like they, they – they, I feel like they won an Emmy recently for writing the theme to Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. I, I might be getting some part of that wrong, but I think they did. And uh, I was like, yeah, I would absolutely love to interview Wendy and Lisa. And then she says, there's only one thing. Uh, there's a gag order against them. They can't say anything about Prince. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh. And I was like, yes, I would like to interview Wendy and Lisa and, and not, not talk about Prince. Prince. Yeah. Would you like to interview Abe Zapruder? You can ask him anything that's not about the assassination. You can, you can only talk to Ringo about the all-star band. <laughs> Um, it was so, that would be so amazing if you got Ringo and just started grilling him on the all-star band. Apparently, apparently at some point they called Prince a fancy lesbian, um, uh-huh. one, which is only, I mean, I, as I understood it, you could only win one of those lawsuits if it was not true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, the, and apparently they're not allowed to say anything about Prince anymore. Ugh. Sorry, uh, oh, we Prince. were we were talking about Hollywood goals. Oh, Prince! No, no, I think that was a that was a natural segue. That was a natural segue. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, but you know, he's a great example of just like I don't, I don't have that. Uh huh. I I don't have that. I can't do it. You can't do that thing. And yeah. what's weird is well, here's I'm going to ask a question though. It yeah. seems like you you at some point you infiltrated. The Simpsons, which to me is this like, and at least how I know it in my mind, and granted I've, I put it on quite a pedestal, it's like, yeah. that it's this kind of Harvard Lampoon yes. gentleman's club for Yaleys. Oh, and how I, yeah, how I got into yeah, that. Yeah, that seems like that requires a certain <clears throat> amount of go-getteriness, but. Yeah, you would think. Hmm. <laughs> Not in the slightest. I was, you know, it, it goes by, the reason I keep going back to stand-up comedy and, yeah. every, and all that stuff, it's the only thing I know how to do. It's literally oh, it's the only thing I can do, and I've managed to not kill three children. I've got, right. you know, like, I'm good at that. I, I enjoy that. Sure. But um, I, George Meyer, the you Simpsons have a writer. very heavily themed home. 
You've done a good job of theming your home. Yes, I have. <laughs> You're good at a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I have There's a... whole monster movie thing that's going to take off. Yeah, that... Oh, man. You take... You wait. You wait. I... The big I money's in UHF, Danny. The big money, UHF. Big money is a late night Local, horror movie yes. hosting. But uh, I was a stand-up comic, and I had a bunch of deals, and I wanted to... I was... Um, Enjoyed writing. I, I kind of let the word out that I might take a writing. When you game. say when you say deals, you're I talking about you're talking about endorsements. Sneaker line. I had my own sneakers. What would comedians do if they had like you know Magic Johnson has sneakers and comedians would have like uh, they would endorse like oh yeah, yeah maybe Fritos a, and uh, a, a and jerk bourbon. off jerk off towels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best lube for jerking off. Yeah, exactly. That would be yeah the Dana yeah. Gould jizz away. It's like it never happened. <laughs> maybe a cheap, a cheap motel by the airport gets the jizz off a pla- gets the jizz off a plastic plane, a model train, the rubber trim on any car. But uh, long story longer, George Byerhart, I was looking for a writer's gig, and he called me up, and he said, is that true? I said, yeah. Mike Scully, who was the only guy in the, who ran The Simpsons, was one, no, that's not true, was, uh, ran The Simpsons, uh, did not go to Harvard, hmm. uh, was not the only guy to run The Simpsons that did not go to Harvard, and didn't this, he was hire a, He was a Dartmouth man. <laughs> no, he was not. Uh, he was not an Ivy <coughs> dude at all. Um, he's, just, he's just peeps. Hmm. And and an awesome guy and a, and a, and a great uh, the greatest guy ever and he sort of just hired people based on funny and he was very good at like you're funny in a different way than he's funny so we should both be here and there was something great in the t- Tina Fey wrote an article in this in this week's or last week's your new- writing room yeah yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, where she suggested that you had to have uh, for a sketch comedy show you had to have uh, roughly fifty percent. Uh, Harvard weirdos and roughly fifty percent uh, improv insanos. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty well put. Because the, the they will balance each they will balance each other out. Because yeah. the the Harvard guys will just want to refine their jokes ad infinitum. Yeah, as, and, as Matt Selman puts it, we're polishing bone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing left. We're down to the skeleton. And yeah, and Mike was really good at that. And, and literally said, "Would you like to come in a day a week?" And just be a joke guy. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect. I come in on Tuesdays. I still go on the road. I my... And then I, I did that for however long, six months. And, and literally it was like, I was just, it was just a, any other day. And Mike walked in and just said, oh, you know, your, uh, your contract's up uh, in a week. And I thought he was just going to say, literally thought he was just going to extend his hand and go, it was really great having you. been great. And he just said, do you want to come every day? Hmm. And I said, yeah, and he was like, "All right," and then he waited and he went, "Sucker," and, <laughs> and that was it. I mean, it's a terrible story for people that have like are eating rocks to get on that show. I literally <laughs> just fell into it. I have been eating rocks for so long, Dana. I'm glad you brought that up. I've yeah. been eating them with no purpose, though. Yeah. Not even to get <laughs> yeah. on the Simpsons, just yeah. because I don't know. I think they're food, possibly yeah. a vitamin deficiency. <laughs> it's it's conceivable that I'm pregnant and malnourished. Well, what happened was I got that gizzard for Christmas, and I just oh. didn't know how to use it. So. Right. Sweetbreads and gizzards. Yep. That's all I wanted as a kid. <laughs> Did you know that's a thing, by the way? Can I, I just... I, this derails well, our no, conversation. No, I, I do want yeah, to go to one another thing sure. about this and to, just to button it up. Um, but that said, coming from a stand-up comedy background, even though I was not the first stand-up comedian to work there, a guy named Tom Martin was, um, the fact that I was known as a stand-up comedian a little bit more than Tom was and that I went back to it, um, 
I I was treated as sort of a separate entity from the other writers. I was always because you've never had a gay experience in the basement of Yale. Exactly. Yeah, and I was. I didn't. Is that where Harvard boys go to be gay? They do. Yes, they have to go to their rival school. I don't know. Hold on. We have to go to Yale's basement. <laughs> I don't have great stories about the lampoon. Yeah. And, you were uh, never on crew team? Yeah, I was just kind of a carny. It's uh-huh. like if somebody <laughs> came to like Thanksgiving and brought a carny. And, and, you know, the, I would like, I could show them all how to, here's, you want to run the Himalaya? I mean, yeah. that was really my You did know of, how to grind an organ. I did know how to grind an organ. And you had that nice my organ. years on the road. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to mention that I found out recently that some pregnant... You know, pregnant women get food cravings. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you know some pregnant women. Yeah. yeah well, my, my wife is pregnant, so I know at least oh, one. Oh, there you go. Um, <coughs> some pregnant women get food I love cravings. You. I love you homemade baby makers. I... <laughs> I have been so far. I've been disappointed by. Um, I've been of, disappointed by the lack of weird food cravings. No ice cream and pickles at two in the morning. I want her to want ice cream and pickles yeah. so badly. I, I'm ninety nine percent sure that is was invented in the Lucille. I love Lucy <laughs> writers room. That's where I think it came from. I, I want Reggie. I want ice cream and pickles. I I had um uh, I had dinner with uh, Kurt Anderson the other day. Uh, Kurt Explodo Anderson and his wife told me that she ate told us that she ate a pint of Hagen Dazs every night uh, when she was pregnant just because she could. Uh, and I'm all for that. I just want something crazy to happen. Well, hey, I've what heard if, about, what about these. What if you could maybe cast out, go to Central Casting for right. a bitchy mother-in-law? Oh, I know. You don't have one of those. Oh, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> I know. My my mother in law was just was just here. In fact, left earlier today. She was helping us pack because right. Max Fun World headquarters is Did moving she to Mount Washington. Have her uh, hair in a scarf, and was she waving a rolling pin? <laughs> she did have the rolling pin. Um, my mother in law is like so far from bitchy. You can't even like so helpful. Yeah, like her or her worst. My mine isn't bitchy. Yet. Her worst qualities. Her worst qualities would be like I don't know over consideration or like yeah. too helpful but she did do something really funny uh, that I wanted to share which is we watched we watched last week's episode of uh, 30 Rock mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys saw this but it was the, the conceit was that it was essentially a reality show parody uh, based on the reality show that in in Thirty Rock, uh, Tracy Jordan's wife has sure. Queen of Jordan. Uh, Queen of Jordan. Yes, it was it was essentially an episode of Queen of Jordan, and it, it was uh, it was a solid episode of Thirty Rock, a fun show, and it had lots of reality show elements in it right. that they, when they were parodying reality show tropes. And uh, at the end of it, uh, my mother in law said, that, "We I we said, oh, that was a funny one," and she said, and she said, "Yeah, it was," and then she said. Is it a different show now? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh no, it's a genre parody. My, yeah, my, but that's good. And my, that made me think, like, oh, I guess most people do miss the joke of thing. You know, like when people yeah, are always do. saying, like, people, people will never get community. <laughs> it's just a bunch of genre parodies. 
People don't. The average. It just. It just misses people entirely. The a, the average comment I get from non comedy people about The Simpsons is, is, "Is that still on?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not a joke. I mean, really, it's just like the average. The stuff just washes by most people. They don't really. Yeah, is that that show? Yeah, you uh, for, you forget about that when I'm, you're obsessive. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. I, I'm always surprised when people people don't want to talk about who they like better, Bill Oakley or John Schwartzwald. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta have a favorite. Anyway, you gotta go Schwartzwalder. Yeah, Schwartzwalder. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I never worked with Bill. I worked with John. Yeah, oh nice. John is amazing. He said the greatest thing about Homer. I don't know if I could. We brought here for one reason Uh and one reason only. We gotta talk Schwartzwalder. Exactly. (laughs) Time for Schwartzwalder (laughs) time. Just in case there's a non-obsessive in the audience. Famous uh, Simpsons writer wrote, yes. has written the most episodes. Kind of a recluse. It's Anyways. kind of a recluse. It's and 20 minutes past the hour. That means it's time for Schwartzwalder. Schwartzwalder time. Gavin Gould Fouch. on Schwartzwalder. <laughs> Still smoked in the writer's room long after smoking in the writer's room was ma- was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, drove a crazy old car and uh, came out of advertising. Mm-hmm. Came out of advertising in Chicago. And uh, writes novels. You can get his novels on Amazon. He just self-publishes these hilarious goddamn wow. novels. But he said the greatest thing about Homer, and I, I don't think I'm talking out of school. Um, I think you're squarely in school. He was talking about writing for Homer, and he did one. And one of my favorite episode that he wrote, which was the Africa show, where they go and we find out that Jane Goodall is using chimps to work a diamond mine. <laughs> one of my favorite lines, Homer goes into her house and goes, I've noticed your house smells like feces. And she goes, yes. And he goes, and not just monkey feces. <laughs> Well, there was one where Homer is uh, – I was just recounting the story earlier today to a friend of mine uh, that uh, he's – at the beginning of the show, he starts a grocery bagger strike. <laughs> and uh, he's checking out and he gets in an argument with the cashier and he just says, no, you're not. He goes, I know what I'm talking about. And the guy goes, no, you don't. The customer's always right. That's why everybody loves us. <laughs> and then the guy goes, get out of the store right now. And out of no reason, Homer just picks up the grocery separator, the little rubber stick, and he goes, I'll go if I can keep this. <laughs> And I said, it's like, where the hell did that come from? And he goes, oh, Homer's a golden retriever. He just writes Homer as if he was a golden retriever. Hmm. Just whatever he's looking at, that's all he thinks about. And and the minute it's like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. That's exactly what he does. Well, that's lovely. Those little tricks ruin the show for you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dana Gould, guest. Yes. Good. Um, hey, how about some commercial messages, Jordan? I like those. Dana, just so you know, uh, a like at the Jumbotron at the ballpark. If people send us a bit of money, we will share their message on the air. Sweet. Uh, birthdays, uh, commercial things, etc., etc. We have two this week. Do you, is, are you surprised that we haven't gotten one from a guy in prison to his lady who's not in prison? Do they have iPods in prison? I, I, I guess assume. that might be the issue, right? right. Yeah. Anyways, I'd like to get one of those. If anybody's listening in prison. Dexter says to Skull, thanks for raping me. (laughs) Not. See you in the shower. How about this? 50% off if you're currently incarcerated. Great. That would be what you'd have to say. Thanks for raping me. Not. (laughs) Here's the thing. We will not accept payment in the form of max, which is 
freeze-dried mackerel packets that are used as money since uh, they made cigarettes illegal in uh, several jail systems. Oh, really? Are they illegal in several jail systems? Yeah, and they now use uh, freeze-dried packets of mackerel in several jail systems. My uh, brother is a prison guard, uh-huh. uh, one of my brothers. and uh, yeah, He gets just, paid in freeze-dried packets of mackerel. Paid. He gets paid in human money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he says, like, they, they want to keep him occupied. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and he, he, yes, he says, you know, a guy watching the game is not thinking about a way to break a mirror and stab me in the throat with it. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, podcasting could be the answer to our troubles, to our, the troubles yeah. in America's prisons. <laughs> Um, Trust me, guys. All the vagina out here is terrible. You're people, missing nothing. <laughs> they should be. And when Three I say in a squat, when they say podcasting, I don't mean that these people, the people that are on the inside, should be listening to podcasts. They should be podcasting, podcasting. making yeah. podcasts. Sure. Right. Okay. Here we go. Here's our messages. Uh, first of all, Adam Lonero. Uh, he is a graphic designer, uh, and he just moved to San Francisco. He's looking for a job. Um, I took a look. I, I took a look at his uh, at his website. Took a look at his portfolio. Some very impressive work. Uh, it's adamlonero.com. Um, and he says he's done this uh, not just because he needs a job, but because he wants to work with other Max Funsters. Hey, isn't that mm-hmm. great? That is I feel sure. like that's a fantastic right. sentiment. Right, Adam, you're living in San Francisco. A lot of gay dudes up there. So if you can't get laid, it's you. We should. Sure. We should, you because know, you're, of your refusal to go gay. You know what? No. What do you think, you Jordan, knucklehead? <laughs> do you think that our friend Adam Lonero at adamlonero.com is giving us a good idea that we should that Max Funsters should be sticking together more, and like giving each other sort of like Irishmen in turn of the century Boston? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But how long before there's just some barn out in Texas and then they're stockpiling guns? I don't want to be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'd say you know. Sunday afternoon at the organizing aisle in the uh, Hollywood Boulevard Staples is where all the paperclip freaks meet. Mm. <laughs> nice way to pick up some chicks that are really freaky on organizing. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, if you want to hire, if you want to hire Adam Lanero or just look at his, uh, take take a look at his portfolio. It's Adam Lanero, L O N E R O dot com. Um, we also this is prof- this is like professional services edition. Yeah. Of our commercial sponsorships, Jordan. Our other commercial sponsorship this week, uh, an attorney. Mm. Uh, I had to check. I literally, my wife is a licensed attorney. And I had to check in with her about professional standards. Because uh, attorneys, there are very specific rules in bar associations and whatnot about what you can say in your advertising. Oh, Because uh, your advertising is essentially supposed to be informational. It, it can't be promotional. But right, we can't right. talk about... His monster schlong. You can't. Right. You can't say like, "Oh, we get we win ninety seven percent of our cases" or something like right. that. You and can if, say, "I'm a I'm a lawyer. I'm available." Right. And if you want to, if you're talking to a client mm-hmm. and you're trying to convince them to take you on, one thing that will drive away a lot of clients is if at the end of your pitch you go, "And if that doesn't work, I'm also a wizard." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mention that because one of the rules that Teresa laid down for me is. That you uh, can't say anything false or misleading because it could put him in violation of the rules of professional conduct. Um. So what I thought is his name is uh, Josh Zisson, uh, Z-I-S-S-O-N. He's based in uh, the Boston area, Somerville, Massachusetts. Oh, I used to live in Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, Do you need a lawyer? 
I don't need a lawyer for Somerville, Massachusetts related matters. Somerville, Massachusetts. Somerville uh, used to be sort of the dirty working class neighborhood next to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh huh. Uh, But it has now apparently been gentrified uh, uh, up the ass. Somerville. Mm -hmm. As they would say back there, up the ass. Ass. Um, he, he formerly worked as a lawyer in the field of tech startups, uh, but he has now gone into private practice and is interested in cases in the following areas. Divorce, landlord-tenant disputes, small business incorporation, real estate, police misconduct, personal injury, TV product, product liability, general criminal defense, employment law, immigration law, intellectual property, wills and trusts, contract law, and of course, etc. Yes. So I think if he's essentially he's gone into business as essentially what you might call a family lawyer. Yes. Uh, police misconduct, I think, is the that's the one where you you don't want a lot of friends. Yeah. In, yeah. in your chosen field. Um, anyway, since we're not allowed to say anything not true, I thought we might just we might just have a little fun saying things that are true. For example, he's never raped anyone. Sure. Uh, you, he can't the, fly and is not trying to learn. That's a good point about it. That's he's, what not, you, he's not disobeying God's laws. That's what you want flying. in a lawyer. Sure. Thinks it's too early for a new dude to play Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little bit. And on, is, on is. that theme, doesn't understand why Spider-Man should go dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seems like an odd fit. Yeah. Um, anyway, Josh Zissen is his name. Uh, his telephone number is 617-444-9626, or if you prefer, 617-444-Z-Man. Okay. 617-444-Z-Man. Good luck uh, with those police misconduct cases yes. in Somerville. I can just imagine... Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you was white. <laughs> Um, jpzisson at gmail.com is his email address. jpzisson is spelled Z-I-S-S-O-N. Uh, so there you go. He's, he says that he says that he chose a uh, 444-Z-Man because he hopes that uh, when people get arrested, they'll remember that and make it their one telephone call. Mm, yeah, well, I bet that works. Yeah. My, uh, my oldest brother, not the brother that is the prison guard... Is constantly getting arrested. <laughs> well, he, no, he is a state police official. Oh. Used to be... It's how the other brother became a prison guard. He was a prison guard and then became... Runs the stress unit. Oh. For, yeah, he's like... If you have to... Literally, like, if you have to cut down a... Suicide. Then you got to talk to my brother, and he'll. He's, Don't hide your feelings. He works in the field of. He works in the field of post traumatic stress yes, disorder. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, the the least empathetic person I've ever met in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, anyway, he's a state police official. And years ago, I was in Boston, and I had his was home visiting, and I got his card and had it in my wallet, and driving the air late for my flight, um, got pulled over, and I had his card next to my name in my wallet, and I. And, like, and I was with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, uh, and I said, well, let's see if this works. And the guy takes my car and he walks out and he goes, oh, Jesus. He sees me. He goes, Jesus, California. And then he, opens yeah. it, and then he looks at the car and he goes, oh, where are you going? Where are you going? I go to the airport. I'm gonna, he goes, are you going to be there for a flight? And he just puts the card back in the wallet, hands my wallet, and he goes, go through the Sumner Tunnel, get on the expressway, screw. Wow. <laughs> Corruption at its finest. Sure, <laughs> that's pretty solid. He was a, I was a relative of a fellow police officer. That's enjoyable. Go through the tunnel, get on the expressway, screw. <laughs> 
We'll be back in. Oh, hey, if you wanna if if you wanna do a commercial message, uh, just email Teresa at maximumfun.org. T H E R E S A. Teresa at maximumfun.org. Also, maybe for a lesser fee. Yeah. Just stuff like old like evening radio shout outs. Jen says to Cecily, I still love you. We should institute a one sentence rate. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. What do you think of that? Yeah. yeah. Over only if it said over a slow jam, though. Yeah. <laughs> we say it over slow jam. It's We've got more Josie Cotton and the wild combo coming up, but first It's our anniversary. Is that the one that we would use? Probably. Tony, 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 anniversary. Uh, maybe whatever. I don't... I, the slow jam would you, we pick You is would not... prefer Casey and JoJo. I mean, if given my druthers. I, sure. You're the boss. You know, or even all of Jodeci. Sure. <laughs> Orlando says to Cecily, I'll meet you outside of Planned Parenthood at 5.15. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be back in just a second. I'll Jordan Jesse go. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dana Gould, guest, with a weather update, still raining, slightly grayer. You know, sometimes people ask why the weather. I want want people to have some context. Mm -hmm. I want people to know what world we're living in. We're sitting here, three dudes in a room. Just three Dark raining outside. It's raining outside. It's storming. Mm -hmm. War is looming in Libya. Yeah. I think it happened. It's it's going down pretty much. (laughs) Shit is going down. There was an anti-war protest in Hollywood, I think, already. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the day before, they were like, we have to help these people. Or we'll do this. No! Yeah. (laughs) There should be protests. uh, There should be... It's just too bad that Muammar Gaddafi has the power over life and death. Because he's so amazing in every other way. Yeah. If he was just a guy that lived on your block... Yeah. Oh, how amazing with he's, that hair and those outfits. He's the last disco Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a magical... Okay, look, it's time for momentous occasions. When something momentous happens to one of our listeners, we ask that they give us a call uh, right. in, as it happens or in the immediate a- aftermath for a thing called momentous occasions. Although I have to say that this first thing says advice for Jordan. So this may not even be oh, wow. okay. a momentous occasion are very capable and not going to get fired at all. Uh, intern Lindsay uh, screened these calls, so uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what this first one is. Hey, JJ Go. This is Scott in Boston. I was just listening to an older episode towards the end of last year with Greg Simmons, and uh, Greg gave uh, Jordan some advice about facial hair. Um, Specifically, that he has a more rounded face and that mutton chops would actually make him look fatter. Um, I am also a gentleman with a rounder face, uh, but I've been rocking the mutton chops. I, uh, I've been getting many compliments. The ladies like them. So, uh, Jordan, I say mutton chop it up. That's the way to do it, dude. Let's bring the 1860s back. You and me. Come on, buddy. We can do this. No. Yeah, uh, fella? You seem great. Yeah. If seem you, like a good guy. If you want, yeah. I will give you my Xbox Live Gamer Tag. I'm sure. sure we are playing some games that we could play together. Sure. J1982M. Co-op mode. Co-op, whatever. You Battle. seem great. Tournament. Seem like a kind of a goofus. And I <laughs> probably will not take your appearance tips. Yeah, and it's just at the end of the day... The only man that I think you should really listen to when it comes to sideburns and mutton chops would be uh, Brady Anderson, former outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles. I would have said Morrissey. 
But yes, no, there's yeah. two good options. Yeah. Two, the I, I, late Elvis Presley. Yes, as somebody with a, an also a spherical head uh-huh. uh, who had uh, who rocked some sideburns. It's not the sideburns; it's the hair around them. Mm. You, uh-huh. What you need to do is, as I've done, create the illusion of a shape to your head uh-huh. by keeping your hair a little shorter on the side and on the back. And I don't mean shorter in length; I mean shorter in how far down it goes. Uh huh. Uh, and then uh, more on the top, and it creates... So you want to create a vertical line. You want to create a vertical line where none exists. A sense of verticality. Uh, the illusion of verticality. Sure. Yeah. I got a haircut... A I got a haircut recently from a kind of a dreamy punk rock lady. Oh, yeah, She sure. told me to uh, leave, no matter what conditioner I was using, to leave it in my hair after I left the house. Really? Uh, yeah. Does that seem correct? Did she no. tell you to wash well, your hair with yeah. bar soap? Because some punk rock people I knew in high school did that. No, punk I think rock she was not a... known for their great hair. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Uh, she was like a fancy punk rock lady. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Did she, would she's... you say that she had Zermak bounce back beautiful hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say she's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> was this at Floyd's? Oh gosh, it was one of those places. I went to Floyd's the Barber, and I think may have been Lloyd. Sheep, anyway. I think that sheep get more t- care to their haircutting <laughs> when they're getting shorn than I got. This is a Floyd. faux retro barber. It's a shop. faux retro, but what they don't say in the sign is "Come in, and we'll attack you with shears." Yeah, they don't really cut. They just <laughs> Jordan. Why aren't you going to see my man Jerry? Uh, you know, I actually wanted to maybe uh, to maybe search out kind of a better a better barber, but I had a little bit of a time crunch and had to just go to the place closest to my house. Jordan, I'm going to simplify your life. Okay, go see my buddy Jerry. Okay, go see Jerry Larchmont Barber Shop. Jerry robot will, hands massage. Jerry will Jerry will take care of you. He has robot hands that massage your shoulders. That's oh, what's important. That's, nice. that's the thing that's important. At the end of the day, it's not about your hair. It's about the robot hands. I go to where my wife gets her hair cut because inevitably at some point a hot chick's going to shampoo me. <laughs> well, Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to give that up, Jesse. I mean, you make okay. a great case for Jerry the Barber. And, oh, one thing I should add. And my hair is crawling with mites. <laughs> So two important considerations. Yeah, it's foaming with mites, and they still uh-huh. go in there. It looks like the when you look down, it looks like an overview of Manhattan at rush hour. Uh-huh. It's just an, an, it looks like a movie about nonconformity from 1965. It does, yes, it is a veritable bukkake of lice, mm. and yet they still go in there. That's not true. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Daryl in Montana with a momentous occasion. I just got married. Like. 30 seconds ago. Hey! Yeah. First to know. Love the show. Talk to you later. <laughs> Daryl in Montana, a longtime listener, a great supporter. We've met him many times at Max FunCon and elsewhere. A class act, a nice man. Uh, happy to hear that uh, he, has, he has gotten remarried. Congratulations yeah. to Daryl. Thanks for calling us so soon after. That's yeah. 30 seconds. That's what we're looking right. for. Daryl knows what's important. Yeah. Have I, had I said less than a minute after we got married, I got to make a phone call. I got to call this podcast I yeah, like. That would have been, yeah. that would have gone over great. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Internet weirdos. Hold on. Just, just <laughs> stall, stall for me for a little bit, yeah. honey. Hello, this is Jen in Montana, and you are welcome to Broadcast Away. My monumental moment of the evening is I just married Daryl in Montana. Oh. Thank you. She's in the cult. 
Although she did call it a monumental moment, so she's clearly she just clearly placated has never, yeah, her has husband. never heard the sure. has never heard the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm glad to hear it because Daryl. Uh, Daryl has a teenage daughter. She's, I want to say, 19 or 20 now. Nice! <laughs> yeah. Cha-ching! Is that inappropriate? Uh, who sorry. comes with, who has come to, come with Daryl to Max FunCon a I couple of times. Yes! I appreciate you not yelling Boner Patrol. <laughs> it was, I, I'm glad but right, we should explain that right before we went on air, he kept yelling Boner Patrol. <laughs> Um, hey guys, twenty-year-olds exist. And talking about mites, <laughs> also which are just not cool together. <laughs> yeah, um, well, and that's an expression that it's so funny. I don't think it ever worked. Hey, you're giving me a boner. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say it with that joie de vivre in your voice, <laughs> I've, be- got, I've got a strong boner for you. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> 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 like, in a strip club, and just wave the girl. Like, come here. Come here. You're giving me a boner. Here's, here's what I for like. true. Here's what, here's what I like. Come here, come here, come here. I can get you a book deal. <laughs> they love that. They love book deals. It'll get you a little extra attention. I'm monogamous. My bonus for my wife. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, this is Karen from Ann Arbor, and I'm calling with a momentous occasion, which is that I found out that you guys are going to be in Ann Arbor. Yes. I'm super, super excited. Um, so excited that I consider it to be a momentous occasion. So I will see you guys in April. Bye. We are indeed going to be in Ann Arbor. We're going to the Midwest. We're making a Midwest swing, Jordan. Yes. Chicago and Ann Arbor both are going to have Jordan Jesse go live. Uh, we are doing, let's see, what, what are we doing here? We got... Uh, uh, we got the Sound of Young America live April 13th in Chicago with Peter Sagal and other special guests. Wow, Sagal, huh? Sagal's in. Sagal committed. I emailed Sagal. He emailed me back. We're on board. We're making it happen. It's the real deal. Uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary Sagal. Yes, <laughs> that Peter Sagal. Um, we've also got, uh, uh, then we're doing, uh, Jordan, Jesse go in Ann Arbor on April 15th, April 16th. Jordan and I are le- now here's the thing. The library in Ann Arbor has somehow gotten it in their heads that they should bring us in for this performance. And because did we... Did you tell them we were Amy Tan? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, that's probably why. I technically, I didn't tell them I was Amy Tan, but when I met with them, I wore an Amy Tan costume and then sort of let them believe what they I mean, wanted to. It's so to. funny. I don't know if you've ever gotten mail from the Ann Arbor Library. It's, they have the strangest, they actually, it says, the Ann Arbor Library, and then below that in quotes, in smaller font, an avalanche of pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really That's odd... That's why we agreed to do yeah. it. Yeah, it's a really odd thing. Um, but on the 16th in Ann Arbor, uh, I am going to do my talk, Make Your Thing, about uh, independent media in the internet age. And Jordan I'd is like to be, go to that talk. Well, you should come to Ann Arbor. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you can't win them all. Um, you just, be ready with, and do just be ready with provisions when you were maybe buried for two or three days under pussy. That's have, true. like... Water. That's true. Power crank- bars. A crankable radio. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jordan, you're going to be teaching an improv class. I am, yes. And then I'm very excited that on April 17th in Chicago at the Second City, our Chicago shows are at the Second City, uh, we're going to be doing uh, a live Jordan Jesse Go with our, our Max Fun stable mates, my brother, my brother, and me, mm-hmm. and uh, special guest host, Chicago comedian Dan Telfer. Um, will be hosting the program. A longtime supporter of this show, a very popular stand-up comic in Chicago, Illinois, personally recommended to me by Miss Maria Bamford. Oh, well, there so you go. So put yeah. that in your pipe and smoke it. 
Um, why, why, why we were not being aggressive about this? You just turned. You thought we were having. Yeah, like, we're arguing about no, this. No, we're not. We are yeah. all. On this board. is an argument. Dana Gould was talking about how it was bullshit, and we definitely weren't going to Chicago. No one right. said that. I You're... said I wouldn't go to Ann Arbor. Right. <laughs> but I like the idea of just common news with a mo- with a sort of mindlessly aggressive P.S. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to take you out to dinner and buy you a fabulous meal, and you're going to have the time of your life. Go fuck yourself with that news. <laughs> In your ear. In your ear. Hey, Joe and Jessica. Uh, this is Brady in Ohio, and I have a momentous occasion for you. Um, I was driving home from college uh, in Georgia, and I was in West Virginia, and I saw a school bus drop off some kids and pull directly into the parking lot of an adult video store. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Oh, see, now that's momentous. Clearly to to see some adult-themed movies like The Verdict. Yeah. Sure. Something that, so I, no kids are going to see this. This is about adult situations. Yes. If you need guidance, the ice storm. <laughs> if you need guidance on momentosity, I feel like that and uh, Daryl getting married and calling in thirty seconds later. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good, good guideline. Yeah. People are for, wondering what to call in about. Yeah, two oh six or a funny porno thing. Two oh six nine eight four four fun is our telephone number. If you're not calling four 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 Z man, that's the number you should be calling. Two oh six. 9844-FUN, or you can always email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. In your ear! Again, not no one's no one's confronting you. In your ear, it's unnecessary. <laughs> Dana Gould, seated guest. Mm. Ah, he's seated, ladies and gentlemen. The man makes himself comfortable. Painting a picture, giving you some context for that's the right. hilarity that's flying at you, minute sitting after here, minute. Simi, sitting here with my uh, what kind of whatever Timberland boots sure. on a nice old. You rug. do you do have some Timberland boots? I, I noticed know. that when you came in, I was thinking, wait, is are you are you auditioning for the part of Method Man in a film? I no, we'll see where I come from in Massachusetts. These are just like work boots. Sure, I'm older than you. Yes, <laughs> I'm from That's a different. True. I grew up in a little town called Vaudeville, USA. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, if you weren't no, funny. I'm... You got the hook. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, it's raining, so these will keep my feet dry. Your parents used to slap you around until you learned the uh, shooting out of a cannon joke. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Dean, it has really been a pleasure to have you on Jordan Jesse Go. I know we've had a storied, a storied event of like you were always calling me as I was about to go yeah. to a funeral or yeah. later. Sure. I'm literally being sure. wheeled into surgery. Right I should now. explain that I did. You what would I, I would like murder? You. I would murder someone close to you and then call you just because I'm have trouble with emotional distance and I just yes. need to keep you at arm's length. I understand. So I felt like I could only call you if I knew that you couldn't come over. It was weird though. You did call like two or three times in a row where literally it was like, I'm literally walking onto an airplane. Or yeah, <laughs> it was, it was trouble, but you know, Dana. and I felt like you thought that I didn't like you. No, not at all. Dana. I know that I'm one of your favorite, I would say top five favorite people, right? You for yeah. me. Yes. 
That's yeah, why. Absolutely. I, and that's why I thought you turned you turned on me. You recently right. usurped one of his children, right? You did. <laughs> Good luck with them. Yeah. Um, Dana Gould on tour, uh, doing some stand standing up comedy shows. Um, Professional joke telling experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Portland, Oregon, uh, Helium Comedy Club, which has uh, just really been booking lots of great comics. A gem of a place. Really, I've I've heard nothing but wonderful things about this Helium, and it's nice because in Portland, Portland's such a cool spot, right? Uh, that you'd really like to see them have a place that books great comedians that I would enjoy going to see, yes, that, or that Jordan Jesse Go listeners would enjoy going to see. And this is sort of a new thing that Helium is there booking those right. comedians. And and it's America's capital for seasonal disaffected disorder, or seasonal affected disorder. <laughs> yes, S A D. Seasonal disaffected disorder. I should have said seasonal disaffected order. For some reason, we studied that in my sixth grade biology class, mm-hmm. and I still remember a multiple choice test where the choices were S A D stands for, and it was seasonally affected disorder, or whatever it actually is, and then one of them was sorry and depressed. <laughs> sort of the same thing. A little, little sixth grade science teacher humor. I bet Santa Claus has a mother f- grand yeah. case of seasonal affected disorder. Yeah, it's his highest stress time of year yeah, too. Does. Besides just the days being short. Yeah, and then, uh, then, then the, the just the culmination of Christmas. Uh-huh. The huge cacophony of it, and then the post event, the post event come down, buckled with three straight months of white, bleak, dark. Yeah, you know, like so cold. Beginning of February, he's... he's just like, "What is the goddamn point of it?" He keeps calling Mrs. Claus bitch. Yeah, punching the wall. Do you think he's got a thing where he can only jack off once a year after all the presents are done getting <laughs> delivered? Like, I can't have my hands touch myself and then toys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just after he's delivered that last one. There we go. <laughs> oh, Rudolph, Donner, just go in a circle. <laughs> anyway, right. da- Dana's April 14th through 17th at Helium in Portland. <laughs> DanaGould.com for details and other dates. Uh, also, also headed to uh, also headed to Florida. What place in Florida did we say it was? I'm in, the in good old May? improv in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, your Florida. Your America's home of churches of your, and liquor stores. Home mm. of your Tampa Rays. Home of your Tampa Rays. And uh, their new motto, where Everything's kind of wet. <laughs> just a little bit wet. Tampa, Florida, you go in the hotel room, but the table, it's just wet. It's a little wet. My ki- kind of Tampa, wet. Florida, my kind of town. Damp. Damp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like living in banana bread. <laughs> 206-9844-FUN is our telephone number. Uh, you can call us up. Hey, shit, if you just want us to kind of, if you just want us to give you a pep talk... <laughs> There's all kind of shit we're willing to do. Yeah. 206-9844-FUN, the number to call. JJGO at MaximumFun.org. Uh, we will see. Uh, hey, thanks to everybody who came out to Jordan's meetup. Jordan yes. and uh, uh, w- uh, one of the My Brother, My Brother and Me's. Which one was it? Griffin. Griffin uh, Griffin McElroy had a meetup at South by Southwest. Uh, I hear that everyone had a lot of fun. It was. It was and like... that's different from a hookup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you uh, meet your favorite podcasting celebrities right. and fellow fans of a favorite podcasting, a favorite podcast. Beautiful. Any hooking up is purely incidental. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of hooking up. Don't get me wrong, Dana. This, these things are real fuck fests. I can only imagine yeah. Yeah. the podcast world is just, it's just. It's the, the, it's the Ann Arbor, Michigan yeah. of the internet. Yeah. You're just the the duke of the underworld mm-hmm. when you're high up in the podcast world. And don't don't miss our exciting Midwest tour. This is going to be fun, Jordan. I think it is going to be fun too. Is what is is Chicago too cold to go to in March? 
Uh, no. What is it? Where are we going? April. I was there in February and it was lovely. Really? Yeah. Because it was cold, but it was nice. Nick, yeah. the editor of the Sandy Young America, lives in lives in Chicago, and uh, I get I get consistent weather reports. Sure, because uh, he is from the Bay Area, like me, and like me is a profound weather pussy. Right. And uh, excuse me, pussy means strong. He's a weather scrout. Right. And um, do you like that we did that whole retard thing earlier? And now I'm I'm going to yeah. I'm, I'm like being careful about hey, now you're PC. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, I get these regular reports. It sounds like a horrible nightmare. I don't understand how anyone could live there. <laughs> I mean, it's very affordable. A very beautiful city. One of the most beautiful cities that I, I've ever been to. What's amazing is if you're a fan of the work of Dan Klaus. Sure. Uh, and I certainly am. Uh, when he did eight ball, the early eight balls, when he lived in Chicago, the, he, everybody looked like they were in Chicago. Then he moved to the Bay Area, and the people in his comics changed. They became the, Calif- <laughs> they became the Bay Area weirdos, and it's just a different style of look. Yeah, it's just like it's true. Yeah, people look less like cold cuts and more like trees. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, our theme, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records from uh, their album, Kites Are Fun, the best of the Free Design. Um, I feel like that covers just about everything. Hey, no, it doesn't, Jordan. What? Thank you to the more than 1,200 people uh, who became monthly maximum fund donors during our max fund drive. Uh, you, we more than doubled our monthly donor base. Uh, it's going to allow for so many amazing things, including uh, pay increase for Jordan, yes. uh, for, our, for our friends at Stop Podcasting Yourself, and my brother, my brother, and me, and right. great new stuff on The Sound of Young America. So Can thank you. Can I give you, you guys a, a slogan for your next fund drive? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's monetize this bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we'll see you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go.